This is episode 47 of the Collector's Quest podcast. On this episode, Kat and I are talking PS3. We reveal our top picks, but of course we have some rules, and we go over that in the show. Now let's go ahead and reveal our CQ pick of the week winner, and that is CWR2. Hey Chris, that was a really nice picture of your little Samson we saw, and thanks for shouting us out and the hashtag on the NARC podcast. My weekly plea, if you like what we're doing, please go ahead and go to iTunes, give us a review, or share us on Instagram, shout us out, tell your friends. Getting the word out about us is the best thing you can do to help the podcast grow. Thanks a lot, and we really appreciate that. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Kat, here with Johnny. Good evening, Kat. How are you today? Are we being very formal today? I'm good, but we're very formal. Ah, it's not that formal. Like, that's like a pretty standard greeting, good evening. I think we're past evening now. It's late here. (laughs) Oh boy, you Canadians. Now who's getting formal? Oh, I'm sorry. We've already supped. It's past evening. Yeah, it's all right. I'll be formal with you. It's fine. (laughs) I don't want to be. I just like, I want to say like I just got out of work where it's like incredibly formal, but it's not. It's like the least formal work environment you've ever seen. So you can't be like, oh man, I really need to like unwind and do a podcast because work was so terribly formal. Right. It's not like, oh man, like let's pull off the tie and finally relax. It's more like, oh, let me take off my flip flops. I just got home from work. Oh, I'd like to be able to say that, but there's going to be snow here soon, and I won't be able to say that. <laughs> well, you know, we we work by the beach. There are a good number of people surfing at lunch. Oh, I'm envious. I'm so envious. <laughs> Not me. I burn. I I just, I'm like a lit match when you put me in the sun. <laughs> so do you avoid it at all costs, then? Uh, pretty much, yeah. It's uh, My wife didn't believe me that I had a tan, and I could show her only because I was a a very slightly darker shade of pink at my ankle because I've been wearing (laughs) flip-flops around. And this is new for me. I was like, uh, like between the toe flip-flops, not that anyone on the podcast cares, but it's like the first pair since I was like five years old. I pretty much was always in like shoes, socks, or boots my whole life. And I'm just coming around to sandals. You're embracing it. And is it good or is it bad? Uh, it's, it's okay. Okay. It, Fair enough. It took me a little while to get used to something between my toes. Like, that was kind of hard. And you probably don't think about that because you own toe sandals, I'm sure. Yes. And you've probably been used to this your whole life, but... Uh, I have. <laughs> for me, who hasn't worn a pair of these since I was five, it was a little bit weird. And here's the realization that I made. Because after about two weeks or maybe a few days, like, probably not two weeks, maybe ten days or so of wearing them off and on, I was completely used to it and didn't even think about it anymore. But here was the realization that the same thing could probably happen with a thong. And that made me very <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I love that was that your, was your first thing that coincided with the sandals. Well, I mean, a piece of fabric between uh, a tight clefted area, right? That's what I thought of. I was like, huh, if I could get used to this, I bet in 10 days I could get used to a thong. Not that that's happening. Don't worry, everybody. That's not uh, that's not a goal, but it was just like. It sounds terrible, but I bet you could get used to it. 
Okay, I want to know from any of our other male listeners if they have ever had this realization along with Johnny. I know it's not video game related, but I really want to know. Or are you having that realization now and getting uncomfortable like I did? Okay, well, that's fair. Either or, I just want to know. (laughs) But remember, that discomfort, temporary. Just do it long enough and you'll be fine. Oh, I don't know if that's good or bad. (laughs) It's, It's probably both. Depends. Whatever floats your boat. All right. Well, uh, I heard you were on another podcast. Are you cheating on me, Kat? <laughs> it's so funny because I got that same question. I was on the NARC podcast, um, which is with uh, Chris, Rip, and John. Uh, John, who's my husband, obviously. So I got the same thing. Have I ever been on another podcast? But they were the first other podcast I've been on, if that makes sense, vice versa, yeah, however I, you want to lay it out. <laughs> yeah, I heard. Well, video game related podcast, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, we uh, talked about video games. Um, we did a uh, year of like the decade of the 2000s uh, movie draft, 2000 to 2009, which I won because I'm just that fabulous. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't agree with all of your picks. I'm just going to tell you. Oh, that's fine. You don't uh, have to yeah. agree. It's fine. And I don't I, care. And, you know, I, I am so adamant about like movie drafts and things like that, that I made my own after you guys did your podcast. Yes, and you had some excellent picks. Yeah, I thought my my list, like, after, like, taking the leftovers and the slops, I still constructed a pretty, I think, pretty good list that, you know, was probably better than some of the lists on there. Just going to say I feel like it would have been hard to go through after we did all our picks, because I know even as we were going through, it was hard somebody would pick something I had on my list, and so I think it's pretty impressive you went through at the end and still generated a list of good movies. And... And I even, like, had to wait. I didn't even use your honorable mentions. I know. Yeah, you were good. good. Yeah. I, I love movies. That's like a, after games, it's like one of my favorite things. Games, books, whatever. Anyways, yeah, so you were on NARC, and how was that? It was awesome. It was great to be able to to chat with them and, and kind of after I was on it, I went through and I was like, okay, in the studio, these are all the movies I'm watching. So I'm working my way through my list right now. Okay. Nice. That's pretty cool. So you you guys did, what, 15 of them, right? Yes, 15 each. So that was a good experience. But uh, shout out to the NARC guys. They, they talk about more than just games. Like, obviously, you did the movie draft. They do sometimes trivia. You know, they reflect kind of um, on all things nostalgic, right? Yep, and, and really retro-related and things like that. So it's kind of a good mix of... Uh, you know, video games and everything else that, you know, you associate with being retro or, or nostalgic. Right. And they are, NARC stands for North American Retro Collective, for any of you who don't know. And uh, check it out. It's one of the podcasts I actually listen to. <laughs> that's a good thing. So you got to hear, uh, that's why I was like, I feel like I'm going to get some criticism on my movie picks if Johnny listens to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I listened to a few of their other movie drafts as well. Yeah, it's hard when you're doing it kind of like on the spot and thinking about things. And then after the fact, you I, I got off the podcast and I was like, I didn't think about this or this or this or this. And then it's it's hard because I feel like it, sometimes when you're on the spot, you don't think of everything you would normally think of. No, uh, but say I would have come with a list. Oh, I had a list. Okay. Yes, I had a list. Right. But even after my list and crossing things off, I had like 40 movies on my list. Cause I was like, I should be prepared because somebody's going to pick some of the things I picked. And then I knew there were some things John would pick, so I kind of got them out of the way so he couldn't have them. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting that you kind of uh, you blocked John a little bit. You're like, oh, this is one of your favorites. So, yeah, screw you. You can't have it. I'll take it. 
Well, we were doing the podcast and I text him and I was like, I assume you're going to pick grandma's boy. And we went through like our first five picks and it still didn't happen. So I was like, oh, well, it's fair game now. I'm taking it. Yeah, he had his opportunities. Yeah, he didn't use them. I even like text him. I was like, you know, really on it. So anyway, you snooze, you lose. Exactly. And anything else about the podcast you want to say before we get into our podcast? Um, they always have really awesome guests, uh, myself included. No, <laughs> just that. No, they always have really awesome guests, and um, there's lots of back and forth and lots of really good conversations. So if you're definitely looking for another podcast to listen to, definitely check them out. Uh, you can find them on Twitter, um, and you can find them all individually on Instagram and uh, the Narc Podcast on Instagram. Right, and uh, they go once a month, so it's not like, uh, oh man, I I can't fill my my week with yet another podcast. It, once a month, it's a quick treat if you're interested in more podcasting. All right, so uh, what what about our podcast, though? <laughs> well, we've talked about uh, your your sandals thing and, and what's been happening. So this week, we're going to do a top five pick, um, but we're going to switch it up and do something a little newer and go with PlayStation 3. Ooh, we're going modern, huh? We are going modern because I've got some good favorites on this. Like, I'm excited about this. There's definitely some games I really like on this. Along with that top five, though, I do want to kind of talk about some of the collecting aspect of the PS3 and what I found interesting about it as a system. Because it's, okay. a, it's an interesting system. Maybe one day we'll just do a segment on modern collecting and what the difference is collecting for modern systems versus classic systems. That would probably be a good episode. But right now we'll just kind of talk about what makes the PS3 a little unique. Okay, sounds good. But uh, let's, let's get some basic details about the PS3. Why don't you like tell us? when it came out and what what it's doing. All right, so it was released on November 17th in 2006. Man, that seems like so long ago now. It does seem like a long time ago. (laughs) In the U.S., and um, there is three versions, if I am correct. Um, The the first model, the slim model, and the super slim model. I refer to the first one as the fat model. (laughs) Right, yeah, the PS Fat. That's what I got. Yeah, and uh, I remember when it came out, I was like, this is awesome, and I still have one of the PS Fats because I like the backwards compatibility of it. Right, which is the main advantage of the Fat, because the other ones will play, well, I'm not sure on the Super Slim, but I know the other versions of the Fat, there was like a a second production run, I think, where they changed the chipset, where it would play PS1 games, but it would no longer be backwards compatible to PS2 games. Right, right? that's my understanding. So everyone, you know, was ballyhooing about the Xbox and its red ring and everything, and the PS3 was slowly shifting out of its backwards compatibility. And also, part of the reason for that is those PS3s, the fats, even though mine is still alive, were notorious for dying. Oh, really? Yep, they they had a lot of hardware failure issues. Like, as far as modern consoles go, both the PS3 and the Xbox, when they first came out, kind of had a high failure rate. Obviously, the Xbox is like an extreme situation. I'm not some Xbox apologist over here. That's horrible what happened with the Red Rings. But they they did try to make it right and replace everybody's systems. But uh, yeah, the failure rates on both were kind of bad. Yeah. Well, Well, not Xbox, kind of bad. Xbox, super horrifically bad. And PS3, just bad. Well, mine gets used almost every day in the studio for Netflix, and then, of course, for gameplay once in a while, too. Um, But it's still chugging along there, and it certainly gets a workout. (laughs) Oh yeah, that mine is the I have it still hooked up along with the PS4 because you know if I want to play a PS1 or a PS2 game, I use the PS3. It's a and it's an 
awesome version of the PS1 and the PS2. It's great. Internal memory, there's the PS1 and the PS2, like where we went from like that gap to what the PS3 did. It's uh, it's uh, actually a pretty large leap. And I think like a clear delineation between like what modern gaming should be and what like past gaming was. And I feel like the PS2 and uh, games of that era were in like an in-between phase. But what gaming has become become built from like the PS3 and the uh, 360 era of gaming. I think that's a really good way of putting it because I feel like it's probably a system for me that I have a lot of games that I want to go back and play. And it's probably one of the older systems. I feel like I do go back and play, you know, more, even though it's not that old, it's, I still go to that. And it's not always just, Oh, I'm going to the Xbox one or the PS4. I have a lot of games. I like on that. Well, I mean, you think it's not that old, but I mean, it's going to be a decade. Think about that. It's going to be a decade old here. Yeah, well, that's why I said when we were going through this and, and kind of getting ready and like doing some research and stuff like that, I was like, no, that's got to be wrong. It wasn't that long ago. It couldn't have been that long ago. Right. Uh, I mean, and the PS3 did not re- release to the fanfare it hoped. Uh, if you guys remember, if you can think back to that, it kind of like it had like lots of interesting like lines and people were clamoring to get it and it was going for $500, but the price created like a backlash and some actually sat on the shelf while the 360 was hard to keep in stock initially, and uh, the Wii was impossible to find. PS3s were sitting there at but their $500 price point. People thought Sony was insane. Also, like another bad thing about the PS3, and it sounds like I'm just bad-mouthing the PS3, uh, the first iteration of the controller was garbage. It didn't have rumble in it. Do you remember this? They had to like go pay out to finally put rumble back in the controller. They thought, oh, it's not that big a deal. People don't care. Like, their initial design for the controller, too, was, like, this horrible boomerang, which was terrible. And then they switched to this other thing, which is so light, it feels it feels cheap. And it because it doesn't have the rumble in there, the triggers on that thing, horrible. It's it just, I, I, I find the controller for the PS3 still to be the worst part of the system. Okay, so you're definitely an Xbox controller fan, then. I love the Xbox 360 controller. I think it is uh, the best modern controller there is. I think that's kind of an across-the-board uh, thing. I think a lot of people tend to, to prefer it. I think people do, but a lot of people will come and tell you they prefer the PS controller. And I think if you tell me you prefer the PS3 controller or think it's a better controller, I think you're a crazy person. Like, I <laughs> just, I don't understand how you can pick it up and think, like, this is a well-made piece of architecture. It's It's awful, guys. Come on. Be real. It's not a good controller. The PS4 is a better controller, but even that has a stupid touchpad right in the middle of it. And you're just like, what the, what is this? Why can we just get a better controller? The PS4 is pretty good, but they, at least they fixed the trigger buttons and stuff. And it's a lot more comfortable, the sticks and stuff, but PS3, bleh, bleh. So when you play PS3, do you play with one of those aftermarket ones that is like the Xbox controller or do you just suck it up? I actually, (laughs) I did buy an aftermarket controller. For it, I bought the Batman one. Uh, that <laughs> That's hilarious. A, yeah, there was a Batman one that came out, and you had to plug in a USB dongle. It wasn't a great controller either, but it, it did have the button configuration of the, the Xbox controller. And, I mean, it had Batman on it, and I love Batman, so uh, that was part of the appeal. And I got that for uh, one of the games I will name on this list. Okay, so then if we're chugging along, should we get into our top five picks? I, I think... We will, but let me, let's touch on a few other things that the PlayStation did, because all I did was badmouth it a little bit, and I want to talk about some of the things it got right. Okay. 
innovating with within it and the PSP and having crossplay and having download games from the store, which could, uh, you know, you could play on your PSP as well, like download PS1 classics, Final Fantasy VII, and then you could play it on your PSP was pretty awesome. You know, just the remote play feature was pretty good. Getting streaming services like Netflix on board, you know, they Xbox and PS3 did a lot of the same thing. Like, honestly, they are very similar consoles in, like, what they did and achieved outside of, like, looking at, like, who had the better store, who had the better online thing. If we remove that and just strip them both down as consoles, they were both pretty good consoles that had really good library of games, actually. So whichever you prefer is totally fine. PS3 made a lot of leaps and bounds and is one of my favorite systems. And actually, when I when I think about if I, like, try to decide which system I like better... I'm never sure. Like, I go back and forth between the PS3 and the Xbox 360. I love the controller for the 360. I like the online better on the 360. But the PS3 had a couple of exclusive games that I just really loved. You talk Uncharted versus Halo. Who cares about Halo? Uncharted is amazing. Halo is garbage compared to Uncharted. That's how I feel. I know a lot of Halo guys who are like, what? And I've played all the Halos, (laughs) but I just, I think Uncharted is amazing. I had some fun playing Halo with friends. But Uncharted blew me away. Okay. Well, you know, everybody's got their own personal preferences, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, okay. I think I've said it. Okay. I know. You need to balance out the good with the bad, right? Yeah, I just didn't want people to be like, whatever, hater. (laughs) guy sucks. Yeah, like, you know, because it was that whole, everybody who's into the console war, I'm going to just rant for a little bit. Just stop it. Shut up. Shut your stupid mouths. PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, shut up. The only people winning in a console war is them. Be a fan of games. Don't be a fan of a platform. Have nostalgia. You can like one. You can definitely have preferences. But be a fan of games. That's what you're here for. Guess what? Sony does not give a shit about me. So if I'm like, Sony's the best, I, I don't get a cookie from them. No one, There's no <laughs> winning. Stop justifying your choices and your confirmation bias. Just leave it alone. Be a fan of games. Look at what's great about it. My PlayStation 3 gathered dust for a long time. If you would have asked me for like the first four years of the console's life, I would have said, PS3 is a piece of junk. I love my 360. By the end of it, it could go either way. It's a coin flip. Okay. Because of the games. It was the games, Cat. That's what convinced me. Okay, so then I expect that you're going to have some good picks on your list. Well, we'll see. And that's the thing. We're going to pick games for my top five that I actually played on the PS3. I think that's fair. So if we ever do an Xbox list, I don't want to do the same games again. You know? No, absolutely not. Like, I, I'm picking things again. I, Same as you, only played on the PS3. Um, so there are some things that, you know, you might be missing or I might be missing that, yes, we are aware that they're good games. They're just, if we play them on another platform, I don't think it's fair to put them in our list, and I know you feel the same way. I do feel the same way, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so why don't you start us off? Okay, so I am starting with my absolute uh, favorite game uh, for for multiple reasons, other than the fact that I just absolutely love it. So my top pick for today is going to be Alice Madness Returns. All right, and I, I believe if anyone remembers back to when we started, like last October, that was your go-to game. It, it was, and you know what? Honestly, it's still one of my go-to games. Um, my absolute favorite Disney movie is um, Alice in Wonderland. Um, oh, the new one I, with Johnny Depp, that's your favorite? No, no, the the old one. The, the, with, yeah, it, it, cartoons, yeah. come on! 
No, no. I mean, like, old school, proper cartoon Alice. Oh. But I also love very twisted, dark, kind of odd things. So this game, I feel like, was a perfect uh, fit for me. Um, I was really hoping... um, It was developed um, by Spicy Horse, and they no longer... um, are doing uh, games on consoles, as far as I understand. And I was really hoping there would be a second one, but there's not. Um, it's kind of a cool action-adventure platform. It's it's single-player, and I have played it through many times, and I still could go through and play it again. Um, the I think the aspects I like the most of it is the storyline is good, um, but that's not my go-to for it. The uh, graphics and the way the levels change in her imagination and how warped and dark things are is just like out of this world and I love that your weapons are like a pepper grinder and a teapot and you run around smashing things with hobby horse a hobby horse and you know blood comes out and it's just a little dark and twisted and you know there are are um different uh ridiculous uh bad guys throughout it and stuff like that and you go through a level where there are dolls and and you have one that's called a bitch baby which I love that that's what they called it <laughs> Nice, and then you get to fight Helena Bonham Carter as the weird, big-headed Queen of Hearts, right? No. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, you know, if if you want to get more Johnny Depp with it. I, I don't. I, I love Tim Burton, and uh, that movie was just, for something that was so visually strange-looking, it was really boring. Yeah, and, you know, and that's why I feel like I was more disappointed with the newer ones. I didn't feel like, I feel like this game captures more of this weird, twisted, dark feeling than than anything and i think john's favorite thing about watching me play the game is or if he's sitting around playing something on a handheld is there are sections in the game where you shrink and you go through little keyholes to find uh, memories or potion bottles or whatever and i call them alice holes and if you say that really fast well you can get it yeah. every time i go through one i say it and he laughs all right well hashtag alice holes guys <laughs> yeah i love it that's definitely going in my list i actually i like that game as well I don't list it as one of my favorites, but actually it feels like it could be Burton-esque and like, I feel like it's more Burton-esque than, than the movie, which is weird. Like we'll stop talking yeah. about the movie because no one gives a shit about that thing. It was terrible, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Okay. Good. First choice. Awesome. And what's your first choice? I'm actually going to go with number five first. Okay. You're working your opposite way. Okay. I, I don't know if mine are in order after this one. I'll just put that out there, but that's like my top. Oh, okay. Um. Well, this one is my bottom and bottom of the, of a top five but dead space dead space was a game i loved you know it was kind of like a horror dark shooter you know set in space it kind of reminded me of event horizon which is a movie which is a really interesting horror movie if you're interested in that kind of stuff which i know you're not really but dead space what i didn't expect to really like it i just kind of got it on a whim and then i played through it it became my halloween game and i that was my jam for a little while. I thought Dead Space 1 was great. It was creepy and dark, and the music was good. It was super atmospheric. I just hadn't really gotten to a game like that in a while. And so to find it on the PS3, which I wasn't intending to, was a real treat. It was one of the first ones that I like really sank my teeth into on the PS3. And is that a game you find you're having a hard time finding something that's like it? Like, is, is it leaving a hole? No, it has sequels, so... Not really. There are some dark space shooters. There hasn't been one quite like that in a while, but okay. Dead Space is really good. I can, there's definitely room for more Dead Space-like games. Okay, fair enough. All right, what do you, what do you got for two? 
Okay, I'm gonna, um, the, the next one, actually, you know what, you can put that in, in, in kind of two and three because, um, I'm going to kind of clump these two together because it makes logistical sense. So, Borderlands 2. Okay. And Borderlands, the pre-sequel, because that's not a mouthful or anything like that. No, great time. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally, right? Um, I love Borderlands. I love, I, I love shooter games anyway. Um, again, this one attracts me because I love the graphics in it. I think it's phenomenal. Um, I love Claptrap. <laughs> um, and I like that there's just a multitude of ridiculous guns and like, I feel like you could never run out of guns. Like, I can't even remember how, I remember reading an article and there's so many of them. I feel like you could search for one and never ever find it. Um, I also like, that <clears throat> this is not at all important, but that the vehicles can be made pink. Oh, Again, okay. not important, but it matters to me. Um, part of the reason I really like this is John and I play it together, and I it's a really good game, I find, to play with somebody, especially doing, you know, the quests and things like that. Um, so it's not my go-to for playing by myself, but definitely my go-to for playing with somebody. Right, I think we we touched briefly on that on the multiplayer episode. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen now. Or, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> or, well, do it after this. I mean, get through this. It's not going to be that long. Yeah, okay. Number two for me, I guess. I'm not going to go in, in order. I'm, in fact, I'm going to I'm gonna just say Heavy Rain, which was, if you haven't played it, it's kind of a murder mystery game. A little bit survival horror, but not really. You know, it's more puzzles and figuring things out. And, again, it all comes down to, like, atmosphere. You're going to notice, like, a lot of my stuff is, like, atmosphere-based. Um, yeah. PS3 is kind of a weird console for me. PS2, a little bit, too, like that generation. Because I used to be a big RPG guy. And here, like, I was shifting away during, like, the PS2 era. And by the time we get to PS3, I'm not an RPG guy anymore. I don't really okay. play that many RPGs. Like, I played some Warcraft and stuff during this time. But this was not PS3. Three was not where I was going. I wanted like survival horror games and shooters and stuff, and that was uh, a lot different. Even though there are games like Dark Souls and stuff out there, I wasn't those aren't what captured me. It was these weird atmospheric games that gave you a strong world to be in and surrounded you with like kind of dark imagery and good sound effects. Before sound was never like that important. You won't often hear me be like, "Yeah, this has got the best music ever," and that that wasn't like my thing back in the day. But the soundtracks in these games, Heavy Rain, like the constant rainfall and like trying to figure out the, the mystery, it was captivating. I think I went through that game in two days and uh, it was a lot of playing. Also, what I like about the PS3 era of games is we moved away from like 100 hour RPGs. Like I could, you know, I just I'm, an, I'm a full grown adult by the time the PS3 is out and my time is just not what it used to be. So I, I have less of it. So. Games like Heavy Rain that were satisfying, gave me an interesting story and good gameplay, but also wrapped themselves up in a, you know, a tidy fashion, are desired. Well, that's one I've never played, but I feel like it would be one I would enjoy, so I think I'm going to have to add that to my two playlist. Yeah, it's it's a good one, uh, and it's not too long. Good to know. All right, what, what do you got next? 
Okay, so yeah, I'm not gonna go in order because I'm, I would be having a really, really hard time. Um, I'm gonna go with Little Big Planet too. Um, I mean, it's easy to go for that one. It's fun to play. It's something that I feel like I can kind of pick up and put down. Um, what I liked about this one is it wasn't solely platform. You know, you had like little racing and puzzle and role playing features to the game. So I felt like it was all the good things of the first one, but even more expanded. Yeah, Little Big Planet. Uh, one and two are phenomenal games and they were games that made me feel uh, nostalgic for old games it kind of it made me feel like old games used to like oh this is so interesting and it was new and it was different and Sackboy is amazing so yes and I'm not gonna lie I liked dressing him up in costumes I did oh I think that's an amazing aspect obviously as a as a designer I love that aspect (laughs) I think is really funny about like modern consoles, especially like the 360 and like games like Little Big Planet, is it got a bunch of boys to play dress up, like with avatars and in Little Big Planet. That's what they incorporated into the game was a dress up aspect. Oh, absolutely. Gun skins and stuff like you can even play dress up in Call of Duty. It's amazing that they, you know, if you said that to boys back when I was growing up, you would have been made fun of. Now it's like a major feature of a lot of games. It's like now you have to go into the game and you're like, no, no, I have to get outfitted. Right. Yeah, no, no, I'm not wearing the right helmet, so well, let me see what I could wear here. My outfit is all yeah. wrong. This is all wrong for this map. <laughs> it's so true. It, it, it doesn't make sense because before, like, and, and especially with retro gaming, we weren't thinking about, like, oh, well, what character needs to be dressed? Or I wouldn't be thinking about, oh, well, I need to make this vehicle pink. Right. One of my favorite games, Metroid, was, like, one of the first games I remember where... There was like a different costume all of a sudden. You're like, I mean, you also found out Samus was a girl. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, that was like when you, you got that was like the first game I remember they're getting a costume change. And I didn't really care. It didn't affect the game. I was like, who cares about this? Now, seriously, Call of Duty. I've dressed my guys up a little big planet. I spent a lot of time dressing Sackboy. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I even paid a little bit for downloadable content. I may have downloaded, like, uh, Final Fantasy costumes for them. That may, have, <laughs> may have. May have. Maybe. And there was a, a really good pumpkin head that you could buy, too, for, like, that came out in Halloween time. Just saying. Just saying. Well, I feel like, especially with the Halloween-related things, that's an extra good fit for you. Right. Yeah. I, I did enjoy Little Big Planet. Amazing. Well, I feel like that's a good pick, and I feel like it's probably a pick a lot of people might have on their list i don't know i guess we'll find out when we get our our feedback after the episode yeah we definitely want to hear your guys's picks as well uh little big planet is not one of my picks but it was in my honorable mention pile okay well that's good um but as i i mentioned earlier i bought that batman controller for the batman games uh by rockstar that came out and arkham asylum was a great game but arkham city took everything that um arkham did and made it even better so arkham city just expanded the world uh more costumes so that was cool just more more of everything you like and i fixed some of the bugs controlling the battering still is not my favorite thing but i mean it was such an amazing game like you got to feel like batman like there was just so much there again rich on atmosphere put you in a world made it believable that's what the power of something like the PS3 with these graphics. Finally, you get into a world and you feel immersed. And uh, 
yeah, I got to be Batman. I got to be Batman fighting all the villains, and Mark Hamill was the Joker. I mean, there's just, there's no fault here. It's all good. There's no negatives. Well, that's awesome. It's very hard to find a game where there aren't negatives. Right. I mean, I could be nitpicky. I can nitpick the controllers if I wanted to. But, man, I love that game. I love that game so much. Well, then that's a good one. Again, another one that I haven't played. Oh, yeah. You should check out the Arkham games. Uh, There's, I think, going to be for, I think there's going to be, like, a collection released for the PS4. Okay. And uh, I think the, the Xbox One. Okay, well, that'll be a good pickup then. I feel like, you know, sometimes those are like easy go-tos. It's not like, oh, I have to blow in the cartridge. It's just, you know it's going to work. Right. Okay, what else you got? All right, so I guess that brings me to my last one, oh, since yeah. I kind of clumped oh, yeah. my Borderlands together, because oh, yeah. they're, they're they're both good, but, you know, I've, I've got a, an honorable mention. Um, so I guess if I had to pick another one, I'm going to go with Ratchet & Clank, A Crack in Time. Um I mean, what can I say? It's a good go-to. It's fun. I feel like they're kind of just effortless and they make me nostalgic. I mean, I love platformer games anyway, so I feel like for me, anything that's a, a really good platformer that can keep me interested is a game that I'm going to enjoy playing. So I feel like that's a good pick. I feel like that's a game I can go back to and it still holds up for me. Um, so similar to Alice and, you know, Borderlands and things like that. I really enjoy those games. And I think that's part of what makes a, me like a game and make it to my top list, if I can go back and replay it and enjoy it, if I can't go back and replay it or I go back and I, I don't find it enjoyable, I feel like it just, I don't know. That's a huge factor for my list. All right. Well, I think uh, for a top five, that's a pretty solid list you've gathered. I tried. I had, you know, I got a lot to live up to after this movie draft thing. I mean, I've, my lists have got to be good. Yeah. you. I mean, <laughs> if you want to keep this one streak alive. <laughs> except except I don't think there's any winner or loser here because we have nobody to decide. So both our lists just better be good. Right. Uh, agreed. And I think your list is good. Uh, I think mine is better, but. Of course you do. Well, because my list, and I'm going to all lump these two together, contains two of the best games ever, like on any system, hands down, which is we'll go with Uncharted. Um, you could lump all of them together. But we'll we'll stick out Uncharted 2 because it took everything that was awesome about Uncharted 1 and made it better, much like the Arkham. We talked about in one episode sequels that nailed it. Arkham and Uncharted 2 are are games that did that same thing. Arkham City took everything from Arkham Asylum, did it better. Uncharted 2 took everything from Uncharted Drake's Fortune, made it better. So, yeah, Uncharted 2, and it starts with, like, such a cool set piece. You know, everything was just whatever Uncharted was, and then bigger and more of it, and better. So if you've never played Uncharted, you know, it's like playing Indiana Jones, one of my favorite things. You know, it's adventure and pirating and thieving. It's just good. It It's like watching a movie a little bit. Like, maybe it's not the deepest gameplay or the hardest game, but it doesn't need to be because the narrative is so entertaining, you know, so well put together and thought out with great set pieces and interesting game moments. Yeah, Uncharted 2 is definitely, would be number two on my list. And my number one, also by the the same publisher, or not publisher, but uh, same developer, Naughty Dog, is Last of Us, which is my favorite game of last generation. Hands down. Oh, across everything, or just for for this? I'm just curious. uh, Across the Xbox, PS3, Wii generation, that's my favorite. 
Okay, that's awesome. I know that it's kind of a slight departure from our focus on PS3, but I was just curious, so I had to know. Last of Us is a sublime piece of artwork. It's got a great story. It's got great gameplay. It's got action. It's got emotion. There's everything you want in a game. My wife is not a fan of horror. She sat there and she has watched me play through this game twice and not been disappointed by it either time. Also, they put the remake on the PS4, and that was... And I was like, oh yeah, I definitely need to buy a PS4 because they're going to do a remake. And that's just a reason for me to go back and play more of Last of Us. It was crazy. Great voice acting. Just great acting in general. Yeah, I can't say enough nice things. I could probably do an episode by myself, sit here and talking about the best parts of Last of Us. Well, that's going to be a, a, a pretty good, I feel like you've got good picks on your list. Like everything is a really good pick, but I like that you have a really good reason for why you've picked everything that's on your list. Yeah, but it, I mean, it comes down to like, if you look at all those games, a lot of it comes down to atmosphere in the world that created delivering rich environments that you couldn't really do before. And I think the PS3 and Xbox, that's like when you start to, to see that. Honorable mention for me, and I think for you as well, is... Yep. Uh, 3D dot uh, hero, right? Yep. Yeah, I, and it's funny that we have the, the same one. But I mean, and it's uh, the reason that it's an honorable mention for me is it's something I only recently found. So I haven't played a lot of it. So I don't feel like I've immersed myself enough for me to say, oh, yeah, it's one of my favorites because I feel like I need to get further into it. But so far, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's a really neat game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just had a lot of fun playing that game. Again, it rem- reminds me of Dragon Warrior. I mean, even the hero on the cover of it looks like uh, Edric from Dragon Warrior. Yeah, I I can definitely see that. I guess his name wasn't. I think Edric was the legendary hero, and you played as just a generic hero. But anyways, I digress. 3D Dot Heroes, a lot of fun. Another honor men, honorable mention I'll throw out is Folklore. Um, also the Ico and Shadow of Colossus two pack was great, though technically you could have played those on the PS2. So well, that's all right. You, you can throw them in there anyway. So, and then, again, we said, these are only games that we played on the PS3, just for everyone, like, where the hell is Bioshock? You guys know I love Bioshock, but I played it on the 360. I put a picture up with all the Bioshock games, and they're all Xbox games. And I also played it on the Xbox, too, so that will have to be saved for our Xbox Top 5 picks. Yeah, so, spoiler alert, it's on my 360 Top 5 list. (laughs) I I think we might have made that apparently evident. Yeah, love that game. just a little bit. What I want to know is if somebody knows of a game that's like Alice Madness Returns, because I haven't found one. Will you please, please, please tell me? Because I'm still searching and I haven't found it yet. Oh, that's why you asked me if the, if the, if I felt like there was a hole from Dead Space. Because you feel there's a hole where Alice, a new Alice game should be? Yes, and I got that not long after it came out, which I believe was 2011. So it's been a while. I'd really like to fill it. All right. You hear that? Cat has a hole she needs filled, and she needs your help, gentlemen. Okay. Whoa, that took a turn really quickly. Well, that's what you said, right? You said you have a hole that needs to be filled, and you... Okay, I'm just going to abandon this. It's going to get... <laughs> we're going to lose our clean listening pretty quick here if we go any further. Okay, so departing from uh, Johnny's train of thought and back to Not more... Not my train of thought. I only said the words you said. <laughs> okay, sorry. I am have a video game void, which I would like to fill. So will somebody please tell me if they know of something like Ad- Alice Madness Returns? How's that? Better? Yeah, okay. I can do yeah, that. Okay, All right, let's, okay, let's, let's just segue right into the second half of the show. Or 
last third. Cat. Yes. What have you been playing? I am super excited because as we talked about in uh, an episode uh, a little while ago, um, I had found Chips Challenge on Steam, which I was super excited about. Um, but now I have found it on the iPhone and I've, I'm like in love. I'm addicted to it, which is kind of cutting into getting work done, but that's fine. Um, it's got all the original le- levels and then it's got a whole bunch of different levels that other people have made, which I really like too, because some of them are really challenging and neat and just kind of different. So you bought and played something. I bought and played something, and actually, I did sneak in a little bit of Alice Madness Returns today on when I had lunch. I was like, I'm going to have lunch and play because it was like, well, I'm going to have to play this again now for doing this episode. All right. Well, and like when I put this episode up, it will almost be fall. I think it's like the 22nd when fall happens officially. Yes. Yeah, it'll almost be fall. Yeah. Moved away from the long, hot, horrible summer and into what we in California like to call summer part two. The month of October. Like, it's been 100 degrees, you know, on Halloween. Oh, well, it's starting to get folly and a little bit cool here. Yeah, I am i can't wait to maybe go on vacation a little bit, see some leaves change, and learn what seasons are like. Oh, yeah, it's a good thing. You, everybody should experience it. Let's see, what did I play? I played Bioshock. Okay, well, maybe not on your PS3 list, but still an awesome pick. Yeah, I've been playing on the Xbox One. Again, I, I just prefer the controller, and then since there's some shooting... Typically for shooter games, I would move towards the Xbox. That's as the console life cycle went on. That's kind of how I made my choices. It was either what were my friends playing on or what was the controller like or what was the control scheme of the game like. And that's kind of how I decided. But Bioshock was just a, a game I initially got on the 360 and then decided I like the that control setup and remember it. Uh, so when the remake just came out yesterday or the day before, yeah, I, I bought it again for the Xbox One. Awesome. So that's what I also I bought. So again, I'm buying and also playing that. But then you may have seen I posted up some pictures of some Wii U garbage I bought. <laughs> Just Dance, guys. Just Dance 2015 and, and Disney. Just Dance. Come on, Disney you're going to play two. those all oh, the time. man, cannot wait. We Fit <laughs> You, because I'm a fat guy. Can't wait to start <laughs> stepping it out to that. And, uh, oh, what was, what else was good in there? Nope, nothing. Okay, so it was just, just, just filler. Yeah, it was pretty much all filler. Uh, there's, uh, Monster High was in there. Come on, cat. It's like Monster Barbie. Okay, no, not up my alley. No? No. <laughs> okay, well, there was, a, there was a Sonic game. I did buy a Sonic game. Okay. And that was, uh, that was something. So I guess it, it's still all filler. New Sonic games are bad. Yeah, it's there's not really much redeeming there. Nope. Didn't do too much on the retro scene this week. Um, I finally got Azuna 2, uh, the Unemployed Ninja, which I think I mentioned that I bought before on an, an episode. And I did. Yeah. But what happened is, I then there's, and I think I even said it about it. I'm like, I don't want to necessarily mention it because it hasn't arrived yet. Never arrived. Oh, no, so this is your second time buying. No, this is my third time. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Really? Yeah, because I bought Azuna 2, and then it came with Azuna 1 in there. So it came, <sighs> like, everything was amazing. The instruction manual, it's got, like, a, it's a, got a two-sided cover for the DS. And then it's got, like, a rice paper cover in there as well, which is pretty awesome. I haven't seen that before. And, like, the manual is all crisp and everything. And then I looked, and I didn't notice at first, and I was like, wait a minute. I was going to play it. I'm like, that's. 
It's a Zuna 1. I already have a Zuna 1. Damn it. And then I, the seller did work with me. She was really awesome about it. She was just like, just keep it. I'll refund you $10. Go buy another one. So now I've got an extra loose copy of a Zuna 1. Okay. Well, I guess that could have been worse. Then. Yeah, it could have been worse. But it did cause me to buy a Zuna 2 three times, which was yeah, well, funny. That might be frustrating. Yeah, it was funny. So that's that. That's all I got. What about you? You got anything else? No, that's it. Other than an iPhone, I don't think that constitutes as a game, though. But you can put games on it. You can. So, I mean, it. hey, iPhone is like a legit gaming platform. People game all kinds on it. Though people get really snobby and don't want to mention phones as gaming devices. Yet, I think there's there's going to be an interesting divide. I mean, and it's also like kind of a different era of gaming. I think because you get a lot of like tap games like, you know, what was it? Um, what was the farming game that everybody do you remember that? Like a farm no, simulator. I played Temple Run like crazy. Yeah, but there was like that, and there was like um, like Simpsons Tapped Out, where you just like resource management. It was just all mindless tapping, and th- yeah. them trying to get you to to buy stuff, you know, microtransactions. Yes. So I understand that there's a lot of those types of games, but there are a lot of you know regular good games on it. And now with Apple TV, re- you know, not having to require a controller, I think um, you know iOS and Android might become a more viable gaming platform. And that's something you let me know about. If you guys just completely think mobile and Apple TV and, and, you know, those kinds of things are not for games, that that's nonsense. You game on a console, portable, or if you think uh, phones are okay. I'd like to hear your opinion. I'd like to hear that too, because I guess I never really thought about that. But, you know, I feel like I play a few games on there, and now things like, like Chips Challenge and stuff like that. I feel like I'm putting more and more games on my phone. So that's a good thing to think about. I've never really, like I said, never really crossed my mind. Right. They're like, oh, well, they're all so simple and stupid, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, you could say the same thing about a lot of Atari games, right? They're really simple. Is simple the deciding factor? Is microtransaction? What is it? I mean, that sounds like an episode. Let's just move on. Okay. Moving on. All right. Forget we talked about that. We'll save it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, tell us your opinion on that, and let us know what your top five are for the PS3. This wasn't a rundown of, like, this is the best games ever on the PS3, and we're telling you about it. This was just what we like. Yeah, and I think that's, that's and keep it to things that you've actually paid, played on the PS3. Yeah, and this is one of those episodes for all those people who contact me and be like, you're not even a real gamer. <laughs> you've played all those games. You don't game at all. You're a stupid shelf collector. You don't even appreciate them. Listen, mouth breather. (laughs) I've forgotten more games than you've beaten. Get out of here. Get out of my life. And you have indeed played every game on that list we talked about, so. Oh, played and completed, and some of them multiple times. Exactly. Let's see, all of them more than once, actually. Oh, see? Well, then, I mean, like, then you've clearly played games. There we go. Anybody who's got an issue, Johnny has played games. You know, and they are on retro consoles also, but he's also played them on the PS3. <laughs> yeah, I play modern and retro. I don't, I'm also not one of these Luddites who's still in a, no man, it needs to be on a CRT or it doesn't count. I really have to work to play this game. Oh man, <laughs> games, be a fan of games. And, yeah. And, and just know that games can evolve. It's okay if they evolve. You may not like the direction that some of them are going, but there's so many games, there's so many to choose from. You can't just blanket statement and be like, modern gaming is the worst. And we're not even talking about all the awesome downloadable games, which are more like retro games. 
guys, games are awesome and great. And there's so many of them. Don't be so judgmental. I, I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to someone. <laughs> Somebody is listening. Someone who I don't like, who uh, it's like every ass clown on the internet who's ever given me grief or tried to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about for liking modern consoles as well as retro consoles. That's who I'm talking to. You ass clown. I hate you. Go away. <laughs> oh, I love it. Did I say ass clown? I don't even know. What I, I don't know if I've twice. used the term. You said it twice. I don't know if I've used the term ass clown ever. I don't, I don't know where that came from. I'm not apologizing, it's okay. but it, it's, it's out there. I'm leaving it. Okay. Just, just leave it go. You said it twice. I mean, got to leave it if you said it yeah. twice. If I say it a third time, does Beetlejuice appear? I don't know. You let me know. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't want to say it a third time in case one of what I said appears, because that wouldn't <laughs> be cool. Because like you say, Beetlejuice three times. Beetlejuice appears. If I said that three times, then that might appear, and I don't want either of those things to appear. Okay. Well, if it, you do say it a third time and it does appear, I mean, for posterity, you better take a picture of it. It will definitely go on Instagram. All right, everybody. Oh, yeah. That's it. Good night. Thanks for listening.